millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. I know what you are. See it. Hello and welcome to Where You Been Loca, episode 20. This episode, much like last episode, is different. (laughs) So if you guys recall, at the end of last episode, I said the next time you guys listen to us, we'll be back to normal. That was a lie. (laughs) She's a big fat liar. I'm a big fat liar um, that, you know, I couldn't have predicted the future. And we apparently have poor planning skills. No, we fully could have predicted this future. We just did not plan accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) We did not plan accordingly. Um, So if you can't tell by now, um, your hosts today are me, Marissa, and Kayla only. No (laughs) Erin. Um, We're just all taking turns and rotating. Here. Yeah, maybe next episode I just won't record, so it's even. <laughs> so it's even. Like everyone, we can have three weird weeks and then like get back to our regularly regularly scheduled programming. Perfect. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe I'll just like take a sick day in the future. We'll see. Um, but today we'll be covering chapter nineteen of Twilight entitled "Goodbyes." So. Hmm. We have a lot of catching up to do. Like a month's worth. No, like literally a month's <laughs> worth because you were gone for 10 days and then I was gone for 10 days. And I in between did. there, you weren't here because you had COVID. I literally left a month ago, like with three days short. So weird. <laughs> Craziness. All right. So uh-huh. why don't you tell me about Italy? Tell me where you've been. Tell me. Tell me. Where I've been, what I'm drinking, what I'm thinking, and how I'm feeling. All of the above. Okay. Where have I been? A lot of places. <laughs> Europe in general. Yeah. Um, two days in Rome, two days in Spain, two days in France, another two days in Italy, Barcelona, Palma, Corsica, Cannes, Naples, and Florence. So yeah, did a lot. Saw a lot, a lot of big architecture. Coliseum was dope. Oh, so cool. I'm so jelly of your trip. 
Yeah, it was nice. But it was a nice, like, little taste. Yeah. I want to go back and, like, fully see these places in, like, yeah. all their glory. Okay, let's do it. I'm down. Okay. And I'm poor. I'm also poor, so, like, let's shoot for next year. Okay. And I got a lot of weddings in, in four months. <laughs> and if any of our listeners want to donate to our podcast, we'll make it a podcast trip. <gasps> if any listeners <laughs> want to host us. Or that. In your city. Oh, my God. Better. This could be fun, you guys. You can take us, like, to all the authentic, like, you know, through the ex- authentic experience. We could make a whole podcast that's called... This will be fun. (laughs) This will be fun. Oh, my God. Um, Where else have I been? I came home and tested positive for COVID, so I didn't go anywhere. (laughs) Missed a lot of fun things, actually. So you went someplace only to not be able to go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And frankly, I can't even be upset about it, even though I was very upset about it I know you were I felt so bad I was so annoyed but I mean two and a half years of traveling and evading it this whole time yeah I was due yeah so I mean yeah I got covered for the first time back in January so I avoided it for two years I was like smug I was like I'm probably immune I'm surprised I wasn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I definitely did say like on the cruise I was like pretty sure I'm like superhuman. I've never gotten it and I probably won't. <laughs> that is the kiss of death. You can't say like I'm immune. You you can't say that because the second you do, it's like, oh bitch, you thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, weddings abroad. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So I missed some really great things when I got back, like the evening event at Magic Gardens. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Which looked really cool and they only do it once a month. Um, so maybe in August. Yeah, are you guys going to reschedule that? They only do it once a month and he won't be here for the one in July. He'll be uh, on his hike. I'll go with you. Okay. Okay, we could go. Sure. Great. As long as he's not going to be upset that I replaced him. I mean, <laughs> look. Just in terms of it what, being a planned date that we had. Fine. If he doesn't want that, we c- you and I can do something else. Perfect. Well, we're going to the Harry Potter Orchestra. And I'm supposed to go to... That show with you. My dad wrote a porno. Oh, yeah. Didn't get to do that. Yeah. So COVID, fun. And then it was 4th of July weekend, Mm -hmm. and I decided that I was no longer contagious, and I (laughs) was going to live my life. That was 10 days in at that point. Yeah. 10 days. Yeah. CDC says 10 days from your first symptoms. So that's what I was rolling with. Um, went to Nick's friend's apartment, hung out at their pool. Did they have a rooftop? I saw you, like, you put a video up from They a- do have a rooftop, which was really cool for all the fireworks, because, like, yeah. we were waiting to see the ones over, like, the waterfront, mm-hmm. like, by, um, I think it's, like, Spruce Street Harbor yeah. is where they were launching them off. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could, we were waiting to see those. We could see the fireworks from Camden. Oh, that's cool. We could see the ones from the art museum. Wait, that's so cool. And then behind us, the whole horizon was just covered in them from all of North Philly, like in every direction. It was so cool. There oh my so god, many fireworks that's everywhere. So cool. And it was like nice because they were all far enough away that it wasn't like loud. 
<laughs> so um, you could just like hear like little poofs. Yeah. Wait, that's so cool. Um, I meant to Google this the other on the 4th of July because apparently I was like, oh, I wonder like how cool it is to see like, you know, being in space and like, can you see fireworks from space? Like, what does it look like? And everybody told me you can fucking Google image it from NASA and like see what it looks like. Oh, cool. Um, NASA. That makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. Oh, it's a video. Well, yeah, I feel like that would be the only way to like truly capture it. Yeah, that's true. There's, oh, I don't have the volume on, obviously. Well, it gets I also- don't think you would be able to hear it. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> That's embarrassing. And also, the video was just uh, 15 seconds of a still photo. So, oh, that really okay. wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> okay, keep going. Anything else? That was last weekend, right? So, yeah, this was that was on um, Monday. Uh huh, right? I fucked up my ankle at work. My own fault. Rolling it around, stretching it out, overextended it. Now I'm Oof. broken. Oof. But I went for a hike today anyway. You're so good at taking care of your body. <laughs> I got attacked by bushes, but I did eat a wild berry off of a bush. It was really exciting. So Katniss ever eaten of you. I felt like Katniss. <laughs> I made Nick eat it first so that I was, was sure it wasn't Nightlock. <laughs> that, that's true love right there. Well, he was the one who decided he was going to pick it and eat it. So I was like, all right, well, said, I'll just okay. wait and see if you die. And then yeah. I'll have one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What else? Uh, what am I drinking? I'm drinking vodka with a blueberry pomegranate juice and a mm. splash of seltzer. And what am I thinking? Thinking it's weird that Ariana's not here. I know. And I'm feeling in pain from my ankle. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Quite all right. Where have you been? What are you drinking and thinking and feeling? Well, okay. So I usually <laughs> feel like by the time it gets to me, I forget everything that I have to say, <laughs> like always. And I'm and I always am like, oh, I didn't really do anything. And then like later, I'm like, wait, I did so many things. So this time, mm-hmm. I feel like I remember. What? Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't write it down, but I was thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> rather than like going off the cuff. Plus, it's just you and me. So right. So I don't have to, less distraction. Right. So, yes, it was the 4th of July. We recorded right before I went on vacation to um, Stone Harbor. And I was there for, like, 11 days. Actually, we'll make it 12 days, 12 and a half days, because I left in the morning on Thursday. So, like, Mm -hmm. yesterday. Oh, my God, today's Friday. Yesterday I left in the morning and then went to work. Um, It was really really nice i love going to the beach it's my happy place i fucking love it um the beach it's funny because like i go to my friends my bethany and chelsea's like family home every year i have lived at their family home for several summers i was took quarantine there like (laughs) um but i and I have no t- no qualms spending a lot of alone time with her, their family. <laughs> so when I went there, I went on the 26th. And it was just me, Kari, their mom, and Nana Ann, their grandmother, until Thursday. So I was just like <laughs> hanging out with I them. Feel like, actually, I didn't notice that in the beginning, but I noticed you were still there. Mm-hmm. And I got a Snapchat from Bethany of like the dogs playing. Yeah. And I was like, is Bethany 
home? Yep, she sure was. <laughs> she sure was. Yeah, no, I just spend a lot of quality time with Nana Ann and Kiki D. Shout out to them. Um, so yeah, I was with them Sunday through Wednesday alone. And then on Thursday was my dad wrote a porno live in New York mm-hmm. City, which was so fun. For those of you that don't listen to that podcast, like I'm re-listening to it now because after seeing the show, I was like, wait, I have to, like, I've, I need a giggle. Um, <laughs> so it's one of the, it's, it is the funniest podcast that's out there. Like, no It contest. really is. It is so funny. Like, shout out to them. Like, laugh out loud funny like people are going to look at you. Like, maybe accidentally crash your car because you're <laughs> laughing so hard funny. Like, I, it's so great. Um, so... It was it was really good. I picked up. I drove to Philly from. I left Stone Harbor, drove back to Philly, met my friend Savannah here at the apartment, and we drove up to New York. We made great time. I saw a couple girls from high school at the show. We were. I was like not even paying attention. I was like walking with Savannah, and Allison goes, "Marissa," and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> hi!" And their seat, their seats were right by ours. Also, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um. But it was it was an incredible show. It was so funny. And then I drove back to Philly. So the show was at like eight. It didn't start until like eight twenty. Drove. What, the show was long too. It was long. It was really good. Like how long? I expected it to be like two hours. Yeah, it was like two hours. I the last podcast show I went to was only like an hour and fifteen or something like that. Um, so I just was that was the only live show I'd been to for a podcast, so I didn't know what to expect. So that's like what my parameter was, my expectation. So when they broke for intermission, I was like, oh my god, there's more. (laughs) There's an intermission. (laughs) Oh my god, there was one part of the show. I'm I'm so upset I did not get picked for this. So they did it was like a they called it a pick your own porno. So yeah, I remember like I heard like all the ads and stuff that they did for it. Yeah. It was like a create your own story. It was like story. a create your own story. The, some of the choices were really interactive. So they would like ask the audience. They would say like do like a clap meter. Like they would t- they took like a poll. Like Alice had like put a face mask on, had a huge microphone, like walked through the crowd and was like, what's your choice? What's your choice? What's your choice? And she like pulled <laughs> five people. And then they go, at one point they go, um, who has like a good relationship with their father? And I was like, <laughs> me. I was also wearing, by the way, neon green. And my seat was second, or our seat was second row. And I was like, I swear to God, if you guys don't call on me. But they were like, always, they were always looking like to their left of the audience. And I was the right of their audience. Mm. So they never looked like in my direction for that. But. I was like, oh, my God, me. I have a great relationship with my father. Call on me. And you should have just, like, called him oh, while waiting. Are you ready for what they did? <laughs> they called their dad. <laughs> yes. They picked somebody out of the crowd, had her come up on stage, and they were like, okay, here's the choice. Here are the two choices. Plug your phone in here so it projects throughout the entire theater and when your dad answers the phone you're not gonna explain you're not gonna say where you are you're just gonna say should I the choices were should I get down and dirty with the Dutch or get spanked by the Yanks and and they were they were like you just have to ask him and he gets he's gonna just tell you an answer (laughs) <laughs> and he, like you can't tell him what what it is you can't give any explanation she was like okay thanks she yeah. was like okay i was like and, by the way 
she was wearing a costume. She was dressed as Belinda on Spaghetti Bolognese, Bolognese Night. <laughs> so she was wearing a black long dress and she had like fake pasta, like yarn probably, like glued all over her dress. It was incredible. That's amazing. She got up to the mic and unprompted went, hello, everyone. I am Belinda on Bolognese, Bolognese, Bolognese Night. I was like, <laughs> and they were like, okay. <laughs> it was so funny. So well, yeah, she probably didn't want anybody like to be not like understanding what, what she was wearing. And, like, Everybody had something, whether it was like a t-shirt. I saw a woman in a like a, an official looking shirt that said like the asses and donkeys trust. Like oh my God, I amazing. saw a woman with pomegranates on her shirt. Someone should have just gone fully nude. Fully nude. Do you know what? I should have gotten <laughs> one of those um bodysuits that look naked mm-hmm. and worn like, you know, skin colored tights or something. I mean, it was New York City. I actually could have just worn that and like walked right in. You should have. I should have. Oh, my God. Next time. Next time. <laughs> Next time they cut. Co- like, I will see them again. 100%. Next tour, I'm coming and naked. And I will be naked. <laughs> and I will be naked. So, yeah, that's my whole spiel about my dad wrote a porno. Check him out. <laughs> Didn't get back to Stone Harbor that night until 3.30 in the morning. And then uh, I just wanted to be able to, like, wake up at the beach and not yeah. have to, like, worry about beach traffic. I was like, whatever. Yeah. So then I drove back and I am a pretty like early riser and especially at the beach, I'm an early riser. So I was like unprompted getting up at like 6 a.m. most days. So then Mm -hmm. I was up at like 8 o'clock in the morning and everyone was like, how are you awake right now? And I was like, I'm ready to fucking go. (laughs) Um, And that day, the whole family was there. Minus Chelsea because she is a doctor and she has a very busy schedule right now. But like her fiance was there. Bethany's fiance was there. Their brother and his fiance was there. Were there. Oh Our friend Zach and his new girlfriend came. Wow. Their dad came. Yeah, we did a lot of things. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then we had this like fun event on Saturday night. So the band that Chelsea hired for her and Tom's wedding, we saw them last year at the Yacht Club. They did it. They have this like Rock the Lot event. And it's, like, outside, and they have, like, a tent and food and, like, whatever. And it's, like, nice because it's – I mean, obviously, any member can go, but you can also bring guests. Mm-hmm. And it's free for – I mean, last year it was free for the guests. This year it was, like, 10 bucks for the guests. Mm. Everybody's hurting. <laughs> Everybody's hurting. <laughs> but, um, it you know, so we were at it last year, and we saw – they we didn't – hadn't planned on it, but we, like, saw the band there. And Tom and Chelsea were like, oh my, I mean, all of us were like, this band is fucking amazing. So they hired them for their wedding. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then they were there again. Um, and didn't she get engaged like at the. Yes, yacht she got club? engaged June 2nd of 2020. At the Yacht Club. At the Yacht Club. Yeah. yeah. So then we saw them in 2021. We saw that band and they're like, this is perfect. We want to book them. And they're amazing. And then I fully forgot even like what they were. I forgot the whole experience. Not like them booking the band. I just like couldn't remember like what they were like. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, they're so good. So we had like such a fun night. And then we had 4th of July. Every year we do like an annual um, neighbors like picnic on the corner. Cute. It was really cute. And then <laughs> poor thing. Skylar's fiance woke up with COVID. <laughs> She'd never had it either. So everyone, literally everyone fled the home except for me, Nana, and Kiki D. <laughs> Wait, Nana stayed? Yeah, that's where she stays. She li- doesn't live I know, she but in like, Florida. She, like, couldn't go somewhere else. No. Or like the 
whoever with COVID couldn't leave. Oh, Kim left. Kim and Skyler oh, left. Oh, oh, oh. So everyone left and me. It was just me. Oh, I thought it was like you three and whoever with COVID. Oh my God, I was no. like, wait, what? I was like, I didn't go until <laughs> my dad wrote a porno for Nana. No. <laughs> yeah, it was not fun. It was painful. Mm-hmm. I think the sore throat was the worst. I don't know. Well, it's the razor blades. It was so sharp when I had it. That was that was like the only it, symptom I had. And it was terrible. It was horrendous. Like yeah. it, it fucking hurt. However, once that like butt ache set in. Oh, you're like your sciatica. Yeah. Yeah, that's it was weird. So weird. That's weird. It was like the back of my hips and like the top part of my butt muscle. So I feel like I was like I didn't have that, but again, like you know, when you're kind of sick and you've been laying in bed for days, and your body is just like you're that's like what I can't I get comfortable in my bed anymore. That's what I thought it was. That's what happened to me because, but I didn't have. But once I got out of my bed and like sat on the couch with my mask on, I felt fine. Nope. No matter what I did, I went for a walk. I was rolling around, stretching it out on the floor, like sitting, laying down. On my stomach, like whatever, like yeah. nothing was making it go away. I would just like sit there and it would just ache. That's so I Googled so it. weird, yeah. And Tom Hanks had the same symptom. Really? <laughs> but he had it way back in the beginning. Yeah, he had, I remember he had it like right when it was big. Yeah. I mean, it's still big, but I mean like the first wave of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then the weird like skin sensation on my back that felt like sunburn. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. COVID's weird. COVID is weird. Drinking, thinking, feeling. Yes. Oh, last but not least, we go to the same restaurant every year in Avalon. It's an Italian restaurant. It's so good. So we went there as my my last night, and then I left Thursday morning. Went to work. It was work. (laughs) I mean, the first couple days back from vacation are always the worst because, like, you just don't want. I'm like. Maybe I'm the only one, but I also don't think so. Like, nobody wants to deal with, like, anything that's been going on. And I also don't want to be told about anything that's going on unless it pertains to something that I have to do coming back. So, yeah. I mean, I was not thrilled when I had COVID and still had to go to work but couldn't do anything else. Yeah, That was the worst way to come back from vacation. Worst. (laughs) Worst way. Yeah. So then, let's see. We started display proto at work. Mm-hmm. So today was the first day and then we'll have the weekend. The home office people won't be there. And then all of next week will be display proto. So um, yesterday I spent time taking down spring display. So the store was really, really bare and looks kind of crazy. And now we're getting up like it's like spooky forest vibes for fall. Mm. It's it's giving me such cool energy. I'm like really excited like about it. it. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be really pretty. I mean, it's only been one day, so... They barely have anything up and I'm already like, ooh. Then we have like trees, actual twig branches. I swear someone just sent an intern to the forest, (laughs) to the woods and said, cut down some twigs because it's like, (laughs) it's like legit branches. Um, And that's like getting set up outside the store and like in the store. So we're, we're all like, you know wonder like woodsy wonderland into the woods vibes on our side and then you look across the hall and like poor urban it's just like urban like doesn't just urban they're just like out they're out of the loop (laughs) they've been left out 
So that's pretty much where I've been, which is the most I've ever spoken about where I've been <laughs> ever on this podcast because I both had a lot to say. I know. Um, what am I drinking? I'm drinking a Casamigos and water with a uh, splash of lime that I cut and squeezed in there. If you guys like good tequila, do it with water. It's amazing. I'm also a, a vodka water girl. So what am I thinking? L- nothing. I. I know my head is always empty thoughts <laughs> after I've spoken. And then how am I feeling? I'm feeling ready to, ready to rock, ready to amp it up. Ready to dive in. Yeah. I mean, what did we waste? Like 25 minutes? Great. Um, so as always, um, we appreciate you listening and you're on your preferred podcasting platform as well as leaving us any reviews. The reviews really actually help. really make our day too. Yeah, they are really exciting to read, but they boost us in like the platform so that other people can find us too. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who has left us r- reviews. Yeah. They've all been like really nice. They've all been so nice. We haven't, we actually haven't gotten one bad review yet. Not that I want one, but it is nice that like we haven't gotten a bad one. Yeah. And I know not all the platforms do reviews. Apple Podcasts does reviews. So Mm -hmm. if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review. Mm -hmm. If you listen on Spotify or any of the other platforms, they might just do ratings. At least just like hit us with a rating. Yeah. Would love a rating. And maybe you don't use Apple Podcasts, but if you've got an iPhone, it's already on your phone. So just search us up and write us a review. That's true. You can just hop on to leave a review and then keep listening on whatever your platform is. Yeah, that would be dope. Um, and then don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, we are on Instagram at where you been local pod and Twitter at WYBL podcast. And you guys know you can email us at where you been local pod at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at Marissa G and Twitter at Marissa Explains It All. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Kala underscore Dalla and Ariana is on Instagram at Ariana underscore bar. Perfect. All right. Are you ready to take us into the recap? So last time when I was not here, the friendly small talk between covens quickly turned sour. James caught a whiff of Bella and Edward's defensive reaction kicked off the most exciting hunt James has ever had. The Cullens scrambled to get Bella to safety as she headed the initiative with a well-thought-out plan. Right. You going to hit us with the sum? I'm going to hit us with the sum. And I actually wrote this, and I have to give props to Ariana because I was trying to write this, and I was like, oh, my God, none of this is – not none of this is important, but I was like – Writing like a Spark Notes level summary, and I was like, "You need to back it up." <laughs> You're writing an original Ariana. Summary. I was writing an original Ariana summary, so hopefully this one is lives up, you know, to her, to her uh, quality, to her abilities, because yeah. because it was it was a toughie. Um, actually, do you know what's? I'm gonna just really quick interrupt myself. Okay. I have now done Ariana's summary, your recap, and like I've now I've and tried to like record. We all just bring so many things to the table. (laughs) There's a lot that goes into it. Very hard doing other people's parts. It's it's a lot. Well, it's also hard. Oh, okay. Go ahead with a summary, and then I 
need to make some comments about last episode because oh. you guys are trying to decipher my notes and I just like need to put my stuff out on the table. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. You actually give your, you just did a, a recap of last. Okay, so give so your notes now. now and then I'll give the summary. <laughs> Wait, this is so, wait, was it like kind of funny listening to the episode to edit it, not knowing like what it was, what was happening? Yeah, it was interesting. And then like, it was act- like, I felt like just a listener because you guys were like saying things and I like, even just in the beginning when you were talking about the Harry Potter yeah. exhibit and you were just like, I'm not really sure if they're like the real costumes or not. And I was like, they are, they are. I want to <laughs> tell you that they are. <laughs> Like I, I want to talk to you guys too. <laughs> I can answer your questions. <laughs> um, Sometimes okay. I feel that way when I listen back to our own episodes, and I'm like, "Wait a second, <laughs> I know the answer to this. Why didn't I know it in the moment?" <laughs> oh yeah, I've never really felt like that listening back to it, but not being a part of this one, I definitely felt that way. So you guys were talking about how James, Victoria, and Laurent even like knew to go find them in the field yes and so i looked it up and all it says is that they had heard rumors of large covens claiming territories in the pacific northwest and james wanted to check them out oh okay okay and that's how they knew about the cullens but they didn't know specifically it was the cullens they just knew there was a large coven in the area yeah so they didn't necessarily know them by name or anything like that yeah I did look into Victoria's character mm-hmm. a bit more. Mm-hmm. We have to do a, a character, character profile. Yes. Okay. Like hers is crazy. She, I think, is actually older than Carlisle. Really? Yeah. Let me pull that up real quick. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was born in London, England in the 1550s. And he is born He's in 16- in London, England, 1640s. And she's, I'm sorry, 15. 1550s. Wow. It's almost like 100 years older. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. We definitely have to do a character profile. Her backstory is more in-depth than I expected it to be. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Don't tell me anything. I won't. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, also, listeners, this is a little <clears throat> bit of a, like, heads up. We are trying to figure out how to do, like, bonus episodes, maybe working out, like, a Patreon situation. Mm-hmm. More info will come on that. But we're, at the very least, hoping to do, like, character profiles or, like, more in-depth discussions on things um, when we set up a Patreon, like, bonus content option. Yeah. We're going to focus on putting that together when we finish this book which is very soon yeah so we'll keep you updated on that and then (laughs) this was from my notes (laughs) when I asked what you guys think the Cullens had to hide from before yeah and I said the Emmett thing question mark yeah you guys thought it was when he went missing when he went missing yeah I meant when he like slipped and killed those two people oh if they had to like Oh, tuck my, tail and run oh my god yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> i was like no not when they found him in the woods oh my god yeah no in my <laughs> mind i was like people go missing in the appalachian trail all the time and then i was like thinking of i was like oh, okay well yeah, you guys yeah, are like, like people would have still but... like done a search for him it's not like he would have just gone missing and people would have been like oh whatever like oh my god i forgot that emmett slipped up and killed two people That's yeah probably i was why. like i don't see why like I just, like, didn't understand how you guys got there because I was like, why would the Cullens have to, like, 
leave just because a hiker went missing. <laughs> yeah, I honestly forgot. Yeah. Fully forgot. Yeah, those are just the three points that I needed to comment on from uh, <laughs> from listening back. I was <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my God. That's funny. All right. But now you can hit us with the with the sum. All right. Here is what is going to happen in this episode. At Bella's doorstep, Bella screams angrily at Edward, slams the door in his face, runs to her room to start packing, and locks Charlie out. She knows the only way to protect Charlie is to hurt him, and she does a spectacular job. Once sweet, innocent Charlie is sufficiently crushed, Bella and her hidden Cullen posse race to the Cullen residence with James hot on their heels. The group gears up to put their devious plan in action. The only question, will James be fooled? Hmm. Was that, that good? That was good. Ah, thanks. Took me longer to write than I, I kept being, like adding stuff. And I was like, that's so irrelevant for right for this. Like, it's so funny because my recaps are getting shorter and shorter. I'm like, some shit happened. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. No, that was good. Thank you. Oh, I mm-hmm. hope Ariana, I hope I make you proud. <laughs> and for breaking up our sections since Ariana is not here. Marissa is going to do her normal section. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my normal section. And then Marissa is going to do the first half of Ariana's and I will close it out. Yeah. Little little jazz up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we figured that it was boring listening to me talk for 40 minutes and then Ariana talk for another 40 minutes. It was a long time. <laughs> 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 I thought you guys were going to do like... You, her, do the first half of mine. You finish the half. Your half. Yeah. Yeah. And then her go into hers. Do you want to know what we (laughs) sat here and we were like, I mean, it was tough enough getting, I was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be like, I know what to do. Like she's told me like when we were very first starting out, like whatever. I was expecting you to like text me and like ask or something. So I was like, I guess she figured it out. (laughs) I, I mean, it took me longer than I would like to admit, but not long enough where I was like, oh, my God, I don't I can't figure this out. I was like, OK, wait, no, I think like I have used GarageBand, like I know what to do. But then like just weird. At one point, I couldn't get the headphones to play, but it was because like my laptop was connected to my AirPods, not my Beats. Uh, and I was yeah. like, OK, <laughs> it was like little shit like that. But um, so, yeah, at that point, we were like. Wait, we didn't even decide like how to split it up. <laughs> and then we were like, well, since she's in the middle, let's just like split, split it. it. Yeah. All right. So Bella, they arrive at the outside of her house, right? Mm-hmm. And she's gearing up to go into her house and convince Charlie that she has to leave Forks. Emmett, Alice, and Edward are tense, listening for sounds and signs. I really wanted to say that the other way, but I typed it backward. Like, that was weird. (laughs) Also, I did my notes two weeks ago, so this is, like, (laughs) the first time I'm reading them in two weeks. So, anyway, they're listening for any, like, notion of James outside of Bella's house. And when they realize either that he is not there or he is being statue still and not even, like, making a noise, they know it's time to, like, get the ball rolling. So Edward would be able to... At least hear oh, his hear thoughts. Oh, hear his thoughts. Yeah, okay. So he's not there yet. And they can smell a vampire. Yeah. They have a different scent. Yeah. So yeah, I guess he's not. Yeah, I guess he's not there yet. Or at least is not a threat. Yeah. Um, or maybe he's just like carefully not thinking anything. Just blank brain. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's not there. Anyway, <laughs> Bella starts to get emotional thinking about how, like, you know, she's about to get out of the car and she's like, oh, my God, like, I don't know the next time I'm going to, like, see any of the Cullens. Mostly this was brought on when Emmett was, like, I don't, sitting next to her and she, like, looks at it. I think he says something to her, like – smiles at her and she's like I don't even know Emmett like that and like I'm he's like here like doing this for me and I'm just emotional like when am I gonna see them like girlie's really attached never mind that like she's not even thinking about what she's about to do to Charlie oh she's looking like like, when am I gonna see the Collins she's so one track minded although Emmett is like amazing in this chapter he's amazing he like shines in this chapter I agree I'm such I'm so team Emmett I love him so much I think Emmett is like my perfect on man on paper. Well, not my perfect man on paper because I have a different book husband, but <laughs> like, you know, he's like goofy and joyful uh-huh. and like big and burly and outdoorsy and like happy and just like ride or die. Yeah, I think Emmett. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. That's a thought. I guess I'll make a different point or maybe yeah. never. <laughs> I will make this point in a few episodes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, Bella is emotional. What else is new? She was like, when am I going to see the rest of the Cullens apart from Jasper and Alice? Like, I, when am I going to see Edward? When am I going to see Esme? When am I going to see Rosalie? Who hates my gods? Like, what am I going to do? They're, they're, well, She's going to see them in like 10 minutes. In like 10 she's minutes. done breaking his heart. <laughs> exactly. I was like, when this was happening, I was like, it's not, this isn't, this isn't the, this isn't the this isn't goodbye. The time, this is not the it, goodbye you should be worrying about. This moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so they all exit the car. Alice and Emmett take up their positions around the house. Um, and Edward and Bella approach her front steps. And she gears herself up to break Charlie's heart. It's so sad. Um, and they, you know, they're standing on her little front, you know, stoop, stoop on her, (laughs) on the doormat. (laughs) And she gives Edward a surprise swift kiss and uses his like moment of shock, which I don't know why he'd be shocked that she kisses him, but whatever. Um, Probably just like caught off guard. Caught off guard. Yeah. She uses that to kick open her front door and make a show of a breakup scene. So she's like, Edward, just don't. I think she says like, "Um, trust trust me, but don't listen to anything I'm about to say. And he's like, what? And she kisses him and kicks open the door and is like, leave me alone. I hate you. Door slam. Yeah. So she slams the door, runs up the stairs, um, races to her room, locks the door. Charlie was in the living room watching baseball. She could see it from the street when Poor they guy. I know. Oh my God. Just having a casual night at home having watching baseball night, on the flat. Probably screen. fretting because his only daughter is on a first date with a boy he doesn't really know and he is the cop in town. Like mm-hmm. so he's already probably like a little more like amped than usual. And then she comes in causing a scene. So Charlie comes running up the stairs after her cons- because he's a concerned father. And Bella is already pulling her duffel bag out, which was stowed under her bed. She's already pulled it out and shoving her, quote, mattress sock money into it. I don't remember that line. Well, I don't know if it's a, I don't know. What? She has a, she's a sock stuffed with cash 
underneath her mattress. I totally missed that part. Well, I did listen to it on Audible at like 1.5. Yeah, she's like, like, she's like, I got up to my room, locked the door, threw myself on my stomach to grab my duffel bag under the bed and on, you know, like on my way up or like I lifted the mattress and pulled my sock of money out from underneath it. What a cliche. And I still don't understand where she got all this money. I guess it's the money she was planning on using for to the car. To buy the car. Yeah. That's what I think. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Edward, obviously, is already in her room shoving drawerfuls <laughs> of clothes at her to put in the duffel bag. Like, so I could just, like, imagine him, like, he has opened an entire sock drawer and is like, take all of these. <laughs> yeah, just, like. Dumping a drawer, and it's like, like you know, each drawer has something different, yeah, right? Yeah, like pulls the drawer completely out and hands her the drawer. It's like, take this. <laughs> you can definitely see that. And Charlie, meanwhile, is like trying to get into her room. He's like, Bella, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Completely unrelated. Yeah. Do you think vampires shower? <laughs> I would love to know where this came from, but no, I do not. Well, I was just thinking, like, he's, like, you know, trying to put, like, clothes together for her, but, and I was, like, does, do they really need, like, clean clothes? Because, like, do they, They're like, not are sweating. They, like, They're yeah, not like, are they like, dirty? Like, yeah. I feel like they don't get dirty. They don't have, like, bodily functions. Yeah, but, like, the environment makes them dirty, you know? Yeah. Well, so it just, it was a rabbit hole. I was, like, do they shower? <laughs> do they shower? Maybe for, like, a semblance of, like, normalcy and, like, you know, like, oh, what a nice, just, like, the feeling of getting do in the shower. Do you think they use hot water or cold water? Cold. You think so? Yeah. What if they, like, the only, what, like, a reptile. So, like, oh, I just need, so like, the hot like water so I can nice. feel hot water. Mm. And then, so for like, feel the then for, like, 20 cheek. minutes after out of the shower, they feel warm like a human. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, oh God, I know Rosalie's they... in a fucking bath every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um. So, Charlie is, like, calling through Bella, calling to Bella through the door and is, like, you know, like, what's wrong? Are you Okay. Did he hurt you? Did he break up with you? And he's so confused and so concerned. And it's like so sad. And the scene that follows is, I think, like very accurately portrayed in the movie. Yeah. Um. So Bella opens her door and she runs down the stairs and Charlie runs after her and kind of catches her in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And he can't understand why Bella... Because she's like, no, I broke up with him. And he was like, I don't really get it. Like, why? Like, you, if you like him, why did you break up with him? Like, I don't get it. And they went on a first date and broke up. (laughs) Yeah. LOL. (laughs) No, they actually got married and declared themselves and then broke up. Well, so instead to, of, us, to us, we know, but to Charlie, instead first of, date, broke up. Instead of <laughs> fake dating, they're fake breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> so... I she knows in this moment that she has to utterly destroy the most perfect man in this book. So I did quote because I just couldn't. I mean, it's a big scene. You can't top it. And it's a big scene. So he goes. Why did you break up with him? I thought you liked him. And she says, quote, I do like him. That's the problem. I can't do this anymore. I can't put down any more roots here. I don't want to end up trapped in this stupid, boring town like mom. I'm not going to make the same dumb mistake she did. I hate it. I can't stay here another minute. 
His hand dropped from my, mar- from my arm like I electrocuted him. Charlie is fucking hurting. He literally, she says this and he like lets her go immediately. And he's just like yeah. pretty much begging her to stay, giving her every reason he can think of for her to like sleep on it and not go. Like it's nighttime. Like you can't drive now. Like just, just give it a week. Like Renee and Phil will be home by then. And she's like, what the fuck do you mean by that? And he's like, well, Phil's like, you know, Florida career isn't really like panning out. Like, so they were just going to give it another couple of days. And then if it still wasn't getting any better, they were just going to go home, like just wait it out. Like, I know. And she's, she, this is like thrown her for a loop because she was convinced like what she did above was enough. Yeah. She didn't know. And I don't think she expected Charlie and Renee. She doesn't expect Charlie and Renee to have any kind of conversation, even though they co-parent. Yeah. So she didn't know. She wasn't expecting him to have information she didn't have. You know what? She probably does have it in an email that she hasn't checked because she's been upward. Upwards. upwards. <laughs> she's been up She's been ass. upwards ass. <laughs> We're calling them upwards <laughs> from now we on. We got a bad word and upward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so she's scrambling, but and she again knows that she's got one more, you know, piece of arsenal. Mm-hmm. And she. Which who? OK, she knows Renee's last words to him. Who thought it was appropriate to tell her? So I made that point literally when I take over from this into my section. Okay. I said, like, I just, I don't, she was a baby. She was a baby. How would she know? So she didn't hear it or remember it. So I was like, did Renee tell her? Because if she did, that's fucked up. That's, it's also just weird. Like, why would you? Yeah, like, when oh, I yeah, left when your I father, left. this yeah. is what I said. Like, weird. Unless, like, Bella was like tell me what happened and Renee was like fine like I'll tell you I am gonna treat you like an adult and also my friend (laughs) on one hand I still think it's weird but on one hand it's either she was being like all right fine you keep asking me and I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it I'm gonna tell you the truth of like what happened between us I I could see Renee telling her if she asked but I can't really see Bella asking because like part of me feels like she just doesn't like care care yeah I don't know. Regardless, Bella regurgitates these last words to Charlie, and here they are. Quote, just let me go, Charlie. It didn't work out, okay? I really, really hate forks. I didn't even catch that she called him Charlie. Yeah. So when I first read it, because she calls him dad to his face and calls him Charlie to everyone else. Yeah. And then I feel like well maybe this isn't true but in my mind like as the book goes on she kind of starts to transition to calling him dad like or not referring to him as charlie behind his back and then but this is the first time she calls him charlie to his face yeah which that is just like so mean (laughs) so sad i know i mean i feel like i mean that was a line that she directly used from renee yeah but the whole concept she took from Renee. Yeah, she did. I still want to know. I still want to know. They how had she that conversation. Yeah. 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 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. All right, well, anyway, this tactic works as she knew it would, and Charlie is stood, stunned, and frozen in the doorstep as Bella runs into the night. So sad. <laughs> I can just picture his sad little face sad, and his sad little mustache. Sad face. And his sad little flannel just standing there, like, silhouetted by the kitchen light in the doorway, like, crestfallen. Like, watching Renee run away, but, like, Bella. Ah! hate it i'm so sad charlie i'll keep you warm at night (laughs) all right well let's get out of the sadness and we'll move on to following bella into this escape (laughs) so from the book i was hideously frightened of the empty yard i ran wildly for the truck visualizing a dark shadow behind me and i can feel this kind of fear it's like that turn the lights off at the bottom of the stairs and you fucking book it to the top. Book it to the top. And like I mentioned in a previous episode, like when I would be coming home from like Amanda's house yeah. at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. 
streetlights are on and I'm like, I'm just going to fucking run. run. I'm going to run home. And the whole time I'm running, I'm like, oh my God, there's like, def- there's got to be something behind me. Like yeah. I know there is. Yeah. That feeling. Yes. And that's what she's got right now. Only yeah. she has like every reason to feel that way because they're like very Because well there really be. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. There's nothing worse than like that bone chilling irrational fear that you like know it's irrational. irrational yeah yeah the actually the other night I was at Stone Harbor it was raining I could hear the rain but the wind was so strong that it sounded like somebody was in the attic Ugh, I and that. like that's what the ra- I mean the rain I could hear it but it was light rain so like it was easily like drowned out and mm-hmm. I and then I heard my bedroom at their house is on the second floor. And then I heard a door close downstairs, but like Kari had already gone to bed. And mm. I was like, <gasps> Someone's in the yeah, house. then you start hearing things and you start making stories up in your yeah, head. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's just me, Nana and Kari here. Like, oh my God. I was like, someone's going to come into this room and kill me. But then I was like, I'm in fucking Stone Harbor. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when like you were at the beach and I was here. I had just fallen asleep mm-hmm. and I heard my closet door pop open. And oh my it's God. because our closet doors are like janky as fuck. And I know that. And I have like so much shit hanging on my door that like if yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't close, close. all the way, yeah. it's got it pops open all the time. Just a little, just a little crack. Yeah. But I could hear it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, there's something in my closet. I know there's something in there. <laughs> And I was like, don't be dumb. There's literally nothing in there. Yeah. But I had to put, I like, I sleep in like dark silence. I don't watch TV. I don't put anything on my computer. I don't listen to anything. I just go to bed. Same. I had to pull up something on my computer. I pulled up Twilight, obviously. I just started watching the first movie. Oh my God. I was like, I need something to distract me so I can just fall back asleep. So I get it. I get it, Bella. Only you actually have someone chasing you. I get it. There have been times when you're not here and I hear noises and I'm like, oh my God, there's somebody in this house. And then I'm like, no, it's probably just our downstairs neighbor making like a normal amount of noise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like it when it's in the room with me. Like the sound of my closet opening, I just did not like. Oh, I don't like that. But aside, aside from that. The thought of Bella running erratically through the lawn is, like, kind of funny. Because she, like, can't run well to be good. I picture her running, like, and like... she's carrying this, like, big duffel like bag. Like a kid with a backpack like, fucking, running to class. Yeah. 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 You all know the one. <laughs> through the dark yard. <laughs> so she throws her bag in the bed of the truck, jumps in the car, keys already in the ignition, and shouts back to Charlie that she'll call him tomorrow, wishing she could explain everything to him right now, but knowing full well she'll never be able to. And she guns the engine and peels out. <laughs> and peeled out is like from the book. Like that, that's what Stephanie said. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't. I, I, don't I can't really. picture the truck peeling out of anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like <laughs> I just don't. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she puts she could jam her gas pedal to the floor and it would not pick up speed enough to peel out. No. And I also just feel like she was trying to make it like a cool scene. So she's like, yeah, yeah like Bella like peeled out. Yeah, she peeled out of the driveway. <laughs> gravel spurting underneath right. the fat tires. Like, okay. I don't know why it stood out to me. That's funny. <laughs> Edward takes over driving with a very smooth maneuver, despite Bella insisting she is capable of driving through the tears pouring down her face. She can't drive on a good day. So. No. And also a smooth maneuver. It 
it's doesn't it was very okay, smooth. It's smooth. No, it is smooth, but also like there is. N- I don't just feel that there's enough room to do that. I know. Oh truck yeah, has a bench seat. That, well, that was my first thought. I know it has a bench seat and I know like, yeah, what he probably takes the wheel and like nudges her foot off of it and just like slides her across. But like also, yeah, no, no, no swerve, no nothing. She wasn't ready for it. It's not been practiced. How often is he doing this? Yeah. I mean, the the only reason I can believe like the control is because he has his hand on the wheel. Yeah. And like has his foot on the pedal before he like slides her off. Yeah. So like him having the control fully believe it's the logistics. It's it's the space for the two of them to slide over each other while doing all of this. Yeah. It's like a little like what is there like a five foot gap between the steering wheel and the seat like top to like vertically because yeah. that doesn't make any sense. I but mean, yeah. I've climbed out from like my driver's seat into like the passenger seat and it's it's hard. It's a tight tight squeeze it's a tight squeeze just moving around in there <laughs> yeah it's a tight squeeze my parents used to have a bench seat car we had a, like a 1984 dodge series k it was a bench seat so i you can't it's there's no sliding around with somebody i mean it's hard but sure i feel like the center in the passenger seat but once you get that steering wheel in there and yeah. plus she's like crying and like low-key i feel like throwing a fit in some capacity but Anyway, Bella stares out the back window in horror as another car's lights flared behind them, but Edward assures her it's just Alice. The second I read this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, why would James, a nomadic vampire, be in a car to chase them when he can just vampire speed? Yes. Why does she think that this car behind them? Because she is James. She's full of irrational fear. I'm not defending Bella, but it is it is irrational, and she is being chased, and she's scared. So, like, I get it. But I did also say, "God damn it, Bella, you're so dumb." Sometimes she's so dumb. <laughs> but I'll give her a pass because she's really fucking scared, Fair as she should be. As she should be fucking for finally. the first time. Um, Bella asks Edward about the tracker, and Charlie. The tracker caught the end of Bella's performance and is following them. Charlie is fine, but he admits they can't outrun the tracker. Bella lets out a blood-curdling scream for just like a fraction of a second before Edward slams his hand over her mouth when a dark shadow appeared in the bed of the truck. But don't worry, it's just Emmett. It's fine. Was she like, (laughs) (laughs) But like blood-curdling. But like really high. Yeah. And I feel like... (laughs) I, well, I feel like it would have been, like, a long, like, Blood, scream yeah. had Edward not, like, Clapped shut her, her up. Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, why do you need her to, oh, meh. So, like, why do you need her to, like, be quiet? Like, the tracker already knows where you guys are. But I guess the tracker doesn't know that anybody else is with her. It's supposed to be just her It's supposed leaving. to be just her leaving. So, like, what is she screaming about? Okay. Yeah. All right. Got there. But. Also, don't you think James would be able to hear Edward talking to her? Mm, well, I feel like we've hearing? talked about before that like they do have like super hearing, but like I don't know that he running through the woods following them would be able to hear the conversation them, like, whispering over the, car. In the car. Okay, I can't enough. imagine they're talking very and the loud. roar of Bella's engine. Fair right. Enough. Okay. What about his vision, though? All right, whatever. I'm not going to question the logistics of this anymore. His vision? Yeah. I mean, do you think... Yeah, I know it's nighttime, but they can see 
they have great super sight also like i feel like he would be able to see it people in the car i think i don't think he's running like at pace with the car i think he's just keeping up but trailing back okay got it got it to like stalk her false sense of security yeah okay because he's not ready to attack her while she's on the road so i think he's just like Keeping up and like watching where she's going, kind of. Got thing. it, got it, got it. Although, like, I, I do feel like it's risky because, like, why wouldn't James maybe like catch up and like quietly hop in the bed of the truck, and then he's just with her the whole time, the whole time, right? Which I guess is why Emmett did that. Did that, yeah. But um, Edward wrapped his arm around Bella's waist as he told her not to worry that she was going to be safe. Edward tries to distract Bella by. Bye. Interesting use of bye. (laughs) (laughs) I used um, the purchase form of bye in my notes, apparently. Edward tries to distract Bella by mocking her boredom. He buys her mocking boredom. (laughs) (laughs) Mocking her boredom in the small town that he thought he had been making her life more interesting. Bold of you to assume. I just would have been like, can you just shut the fuck up for one second and let me like lament the fact that I just broke my father's heart? Yeah, like I'm sad. Like, shut the fuck up. You are making my life more interesting, but also fuck you. And also like this kind of interesting. Yeah. Not, not interested. Also in. <laughs> give me 10 minutes to like stop thinking about Charlie. Thanks. Yeah. Bella explains how devastating of a blow that last line of her performance was for both her and Charlie. That it was the same thing her mom said before she left him. So this is when I was like, oh, yeah. how does she know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I guess we have no idea. Would love if anybody knows if you've come across that anywhere at any point, please let us know. Yeah, because it's weird to me that she knows that. Edward yeah. tries to comfort her with a weak smile, telling her Charlie will forgive her and that everything is going to be all right. Bella wants to know why this is happening, why it's about her, why the other two, Victoria and Laurent, didn't care that she was in that field, but James did. Why does he want to kill her? Sorry. <laughs> when there are other people all over the place. Like her little why me speech in her head kind of sounds like when they attack Waylon. And it's like, it's the same questions. What are you doing, are you here? doing here? What do you want? Yeah. Why me? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, they probably get that all the time. And now oh. Bella's like, why, why? me? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Edward, having seen James's mind, believes there is nothing anyone could have done once James saw her, and he blames Bella for, quote, smelling so appallingly luscious. The man never told me that. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> appallingly luscious. I hate it. I don't. It's weird. I, it's it's weird. so weird. It's weird. We've established. <laughs> How Every- dare you smell so appallingly luscious? It appalls me how luscious you smell. I just, like, I've never imagined a smell as luscious. I think of, like, hair can, as, like, luscious. I can imagine, like, I think like smell a full-bodied like <laughs> smell, like, something that's got, like, a lot of dimensions to it. Like, you know, top notes, mid notes, low bottom notes. Like, yeah. I can, like... I just I get it, but also like I just don't think of the word luscious describing a smell. Like I feel like no, she want like I think use delicious. Yeah, and, like luscious. I think sounds too close to delicious. Like, yeah, and delicious sounds more of like a smell descriptor mm-hmm. than luscious. Mm-hmm. I also 
always think of Lucius Malfoy when I hear the word luscious. Luscious Lucius. So, <laughs> so maybe that's part of the problem. Wish that was my, my screen name or something. <laughs> so he does admit that him coming to her defense made things a lot worse because James is a hunter and seeks a challenge. And James is absolutely euphoric over this challenge to take on a large clan of strong fighters protecting one vulnerable element. And this is the most exciting game for him ever. I wonder what... James was like as a human like definitely I'm getting serial killer vibes I or like stalker vibes like that that weird boy like stalker to murderer like yeah like is so obsessed with a girl and she doesn't reciprocate the feeling so he kills her instead yeah I can definitely see that well yeah I won't tell you the the thing that I know but I do want to know more about his backstory too but i'm glad you said that because i mean unrelated Mm -hmm. i've been wanting to ask what we think so you know how like their traits or like their super powers like edward being able to read minds comes from him being like intuitive of the people around him kind of thing yeah what do you think jane's like Jane. Yeah. Human quality was that she can inflict pain on people just by looking at them. Oh, I think that she probably was like malicious or vindictive or particularly nasty or always Mm. had some like, you know, just awful. Always like thinking pain and like. Yeah. Like I like always had like if I could hurt you with my mind, I would. Yeah. I think that she was very clearly not a nice person and was like. I just wish the best, the worst for everyone around me. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, we were talking about it the one day and malicious. I was like, what is, like, wh- I just like couldn't figure out like what human trait would well, turn into like physical Then what about what's his face too? Her brother, whose name escapes me, who has darkness see- seep from his palms? Like shadows? Yeah. He's an obscurist from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. But that's my only answer. Like he's got to be an obscurist. Yeah. He used to be a wizard when he was a human. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now, yeah, that's got to be it. Wait, now speaking he's of, a vampire. <laughs> speaking of the Volturi, again, this is like so far off topic, but Aro knows every thought you've ever had and will have like when he touches your hand. He can see your, I don't think he can see your future Not thoughts. your future, he can but see he Edwards can see... because he can like read or he can see Alice's future. Right. But But he can read anything that's ever happened in your brain. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So do we know, do Caius and Marcus have a gift? Well, who's the one with the smoke? Dimitri? No, that's Jane's brother. I want to call him like Arthur or something ridiculous. No, because Dimitri, I think Dimitri is a movie, a movie character. He's the one who, when he's walking the group back and he's like, save some for me. Excellent character. <laughs> <laughs> He's a member of the Volturi Guard with the ability to track people through the tenors of their minds. What does that mean? I have no fucking idea. All right, well, he's a tracker, I guess. <laughs> Save some for me. Save some for me. Alec. It's Alec and Jane. And they're twins. <laughs> Okay. And Alec is the one with the smoke. Oh, those two must have... Are they, like, actually siblings? 
It says, Alec is Jane's younger twin brother. They both joined the Volturi when they were very young and already manifested very special talents. So, yes. I'm just saying they must have had a fucked up upbringing if they both have really nasty powers. Yeah. Yeah. Have to be. Um, okay, well, what about Marcus and Caius? Do they have powers? Um, let's see. They have here. to because I think Aro only, like, collects people with powers. Yeah, but I wonder, I also thought that Aro, Caius, and Marcus were legitimate siblings. But maybe they're not. Um, well, it does. Ooh. I know it when we were looking Caius at Caius. has a wife. Yeah. And it's not Megan. That Oh, it's not that dude and his Ka- girlfriend megan correct his Caius has a wife named athena dora who the fuck is megan i have <laughs> literally no idea <laughs> i am fucking dead okay caius is also born older than aro okay he is at least a century older than aro what the? Who the fuck is Megan? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the episode title. Who the fuck is Megan? No, literally, who <laughs> is fucking Megan? Like, I have no idea. Edward knows that even if he had not reacted at all, the tracker would have killed her right then. Bella is confused by James's deep desire to kill Bella because she was under the impression that she didn't smell as good to other vampires as she does to Edward, which Edward confirms is still correct. And had she appealed to James or the others that way, it would have meant a fight right then and there. Hmm. Edward knows the only way to end this is to kill James, but Carlisle won't like the thought of it. And Bella wants to know, how how do you kill a vampire? You basically can't. Kind of an awkward question. (laughs) She's like, by the way, if I ever decide I don't (laughs) love you anymore, like, what is it that I have to do to be rid of you? Yeah. How how do I kill you? Uh, and he tells her the only way to be sure is to tear him to shreds and burn the pieces. And I said, this is a bit more gruesome than just like a stake to the heart or yep. a silver bullet. So like good on stuff for taking a Take slightly a darker twist. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. I mean, the only thing I don't like about it is because like really that none of them are in like actual any danger of losing the other. Well, yeah. But still. But she she takes a darker it turn. Is, it she, is imaginative. Yeah. Yeah. Edward is sure the woman, Victoria, will fight with James, but he is unsure about Laurent. Laurent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Laurent. <laughs> Noting that they don't have a... Sh- I've never said that. <laughs> Laurent. Okay. Ralph. <laughs> Ralph Laurent. <laughs> Noting that they don't have a strong bond, and that Laurent was embarrassed by James's behavior in the meadow. I do think Laurent just, like, wants... To like be civilized and like he does have a nice life. He does. He, he definitely does. Wrong. And I feel like we t- I, at least I touch on it um a little bit more. Yeah. In what would have been Ariana's section, right? So they pull up to the house. Emmett has Bella's door open before the truck even stops. Pulls her from the seat and football tucks her into his chest to run her through the door of the house. He's such a fucking jog. He is, but I'm also having a hard time picturing this because. I imagine the football tuck is like, you know, this through. Yeah. yeah. Through the elbow crook. Like you would hold a cat or a dog or like a baby. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. Not cradling it, obviously. No, that's only so, Edward. 
Okay, I get I get the football talk. However, this is like a mostly full grown girl. Like she's long. It's yeah. not like a you know two foot. Like I feel like she's at least cat five, six. or dog or something. Like it's just not a small object that you're like tucking under. Yeah, your arm. Maybe so he just, just like, like is her are her feet just like dangling? I feel behind? like maybe he just like like, <laughs> like grabs her out of the seat. Not quite a cradle, but like. Scoops her up and like, like a two arm football. A two arm, yeah, not a one arm, like a two arm. Like, I got your legs and I got your upper half. We're running, yeah, head first through the door. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's just I didn't fully, I couldn't picture it, but sure, we'll go with that. That works. Edward and Alice are by their side when they burst into the room where the others stood with Laurent. Low growls are emitting from deep in Emmett's throat as he put Bella down beside Edward. And I said, this is cute because like Emmett is like kind of naturally protective of Bella. And he's Emmett like, is so hot. Who the fuck <laughs> is Laurent? Do we trust him? I'm going to growl because I just football carried this girl through the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Emmett. Call me. Yeah, he's, he's, he's good. I like him. I love him. Edward informs the group that James is tracking them. Laurent looks unhappy. Alice dances to Jasper's side, whispers something in his ear, and the two take off up the stairs together. Rosalie, they just need a quickie yeah. real quick before they're with Bella. <laughs> well, Rosalie's like, well, if you two are going to do it, I'm going to go do it with my monkey man. And she watched the two of them go up the stairs and then quickly move to Emmett's side. And her eyes are intense and full of fury when she, they like flick over to Bella. And I did think it was like, I don't know why it like stuck out to me that like mm-hmm. she watched the other two break off in a pair and she like immediately went to like her pair oh yeah i don't know maybe i I mean i think that rosalie i don't want to say that she's jealous but i think that she is like don't forget you're on my side like i don't like bella so remember that i'm i'm more important kind of thing so i didn't like take it like that i don't know i kind of took it as like them Staying with their, like, mate okay. or pair. Yeah. You know, like, okay, well, if those two are going to go off and, like, do their thing together, like, I need to be by Emmett's side. Because yeah. obviously, like, Esme and Carlisle are probably standing together. Yeah. Oh, and I guess Emmett put Bella down next to Edward. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know, she just, like, pranced on over there and was like, my monkey man. It's like magnets, I guess. Yeah. He moves, you move. He moves, you move. <laughs> it's like Meanwhile, he's like sitting in a full sun window. Like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carlisle, do you think if they put sunscreen on, they would like not glitter? <laughs> uh, or if they put like self-tanner on, like would it like? No, the self-tanner, because you can still get sun under self-tanner. I mean, you can still get sun under sunscreen, but it does block the UV rays. So I would imagine they're glittering less. It would probably just look like they put on the Hawaiian Tropics glittery sunscreen. Yeah. I feel like they could do that. They could do that. Or like, just be like, I am really afraid of the sun and put like that zinc sunscreen on that's just like caked on white. Yeah, that definitely (laughs) wouldn't draw any attention. (laughs) By that same token, they could just put on like that bot, that tattoo cover up body makeup that like they use in movies to cover real people's tattoos. Or I guess just like put on a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just like only have their eyes showing like totally covered parka. In that case, they could wear those. Do you think they glitter through like makeup? 
Like if I they just know. like slathered on some foundation. I don't know. Fill a bathtub with foundation and just dunk. Just dip into it every day. <laughs> like get one of those contraptions from the Westworld theme and like dip into a bat of milk and like Ew. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> we are really derailing. <laughs> so it's so bad. Carlisle asks Laurent what James will do, and Laurent tells them that nothing can stop James once he gets started. All right. That was a lot. That was a lot. So Emmett being Emmett is confident he'll stop James. Laurent's like, you're not going to stop him. And Emmett's like, we're going to fucking stop him. He's like, have you seen me? We're stopping him. He's like, have you seen this clan? Stopped. I fight bears. Yeah. He's like, do you want to know how I became a vampire? I got mauled by a bear and now I'm all bears. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, is James really tougher than a grizzly? I don't think so. <laughs> so um, Laurent, though, is like adamant. He swears that James can't be brought down. He's essentially the Terminator in vampire form. Like, he just keeps coming, which is why Laurent joined his coven. And if you remember last chapter, um, everybody, Bella's internal monologue assumes that Laurent is the leader, the leader because mm-hmm. of the show in the meadow. And then she's like, his coven. So it, that show of, like, um, rank was just a show. I wonder... Like, what purpose that serves? I think that James is smart. And he, in any situation where he, they're going to, he, they knew there was going to be a large cup and they didn't know what they were going to encounter. I think he knows that he is a dangerous weapon and that if he needs to be, and, and he looks, um, nondescript. So if he, he knows he needs to like stay under the radar in case, you know, people are not people are gonna overlook yeah. him. I do also wonder He's, if it has anything to do with like Laurent seems more level headed, friendly. Yeah, yeah. So like, is maybe better at like initial contact with other mm, covens. Yeah, strategy. Yeah, Laurent seems to feel genuinely bad, like knowing how obsessive James is and questions if Bella is absolutely worth it. And Edward's reaction pretty much gives him all the answer he needs because Edward is like snarling again. What else is new? (laughs) And Laurent finds himself at a crossroads. On one hand, he's extremely interested in the Cullen way of life. And again, like we've kind of touched on in the last two episodes, like he seems like a genuinely nice guy who wants a nice life and Mm -hmm. isn't maybe isn't thrilled with having to like kill humans or eat humans and he's just kind of he's got a sense of self-preservation he's aligned himself with a strong coven that you know whatever but I think he sees the strength in the Cullen lifestyle yeah um well there's more like I don't want to say longevity because like vampires live forever but like there is more longevity. You don't, you can in that lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. You can find a mate and stay there and like make a happy life. That's kind of a semblance of normality. But also I think, I think he would be fine with other nomadic vampires too. Mm-hmm. I think part of his problem from reading Victoria's profile a little bit is that James is chaotic. Yeah. Like causes trouble just to cause, cause trouble. trouble. Yeah. With, and like plays with his food. Makes a game of it. 
And Laurent's like, I just want to fly under the radar and just like, I want to eat when I have to eat. Yeah. And I just want to like, you know, live my little vampire life. Like, why do you have to make such a production of everything? Yeah. So I feel like part of it comes from he just does not want to fuck with him. I agree. But it's like part of it. But it's just part of like, this is the lot that I have. Yeah. And then I think he sees and recognizes that he could be happy with the Cullens and he's like, wait. I'm so interested. This could be a really good opportunity. I wonder how like swapping covens works. Like, can you just like, do you think James and Victoria would have been like, absolutely the fuck not? Like you're part of us. Like w- Bella aside. Bella aside. Um, I think James would have, uh, it would have come to some kind of like fight for dominance. I don't know how they would like solve that in the vampire world. I do think though he would put up some sort of fight. Victoria, I I think, would just be, like, on the sidelines, honestly. I don't think... I think think Victoria would like the Cullen's way of life, too. You think so? I do, based on Based off of what you know from her background. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, I think, again, that's why James is in charge. He is... He's clearly the more dangerous one. Yeah. Um, But... Again, so I think I think that Laurent looks at the Collins and he knows he could be happy joining their coven, knows he could be happy with them. But he, also knowing what he knows, he decides that he just can't get in the middle of the shit storm that's about to occur. Yeah. He James is chaotic, as you just said, like he's witnessed too much to put himself on a side that's pro Cullen. He's got to be Switzerland, which he ultimately chooses, or he's got to be James. James, yeah. So he decides to make his way to the Denali Coven that Carlisle kind of briefly mentioned. Yeah, Yeah. briefly mentioned in the last chapter. But he does impart some final wisdom. And this is from the book. Quote, don't underestimate James. He's got unparalleled senses. He's ever... What? Oh, he's every bit as comfortable in the human world as you seem to be, and he won't come at you head on. I'm sorry for what's been unleashed here. Truly sorry. Um, I really had a, a major type, three major typos in a row. And I had a mouthful of drinks. So I was like, I can't even help it right I, now. Yeah, I wrote so many. He's ever but as comfortable. <laughs> I was like, what? And he's also got paralleled senses. Paralleled senses. That one I knew was supposed to be unparalleled. And I just like, that was an easy one. I read over, no stumble, yeah. no nothing. But the next bit, I was like, what am I trying to say here? Um, so after Laurent leaves, the Cullens, the, the Cullen house goes into full lockdown mode. As my presses a little button. And metal shutters slam down over all of the windows. I think this would have been cool for them to do in the movie. It would have been so cool for them to do in the movie. It's so James Bond. It's uh-huh. so like, this is sound weird, but like expensive in the way that like, you never really get how much money the Cullens have yeah. big because they've been living forever. And like, they come off as quietly, you know, modestly rich in the sense that like, Carlisle's a doctor and they, you know, whatever he can take. Yeah. But, but like this would have been so sick in the movies. Yeah, it's very um purge. Yes, it's very 
or like even like an apocalyptic like I am legend situation. Yeah. Like just like so fucking cool. And I wish they did it. I say this every episode. I wish I did this in the movie. I'm so annoying. Well, the first movie, they had a very low budget. They did have a low budget. So, I mean, I'm sure. It, I feel like they probably talked about that. Like, I feel like that's a cool feature. But it's like, so cool. That would have been expensive to do. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they blew all of their big budget money on the CGI wolves and we got that weird ass Renesme CGI when she was a baby. Like, that just goes to show they wouldn't have had the budget to do fake metal shutters. Yeah. They, and they, they did that CGI, CGI in the last movie. The Renesme CGI is in the second to last movie. Yeah, but it's better than the doll that they wanted to give us. Way better <laughs> than the doll. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So with James only three miles out circling up to meet with Victoria, the Collins discuss the logistics of Bella's escape. So... Everyone apart from Jasper and Alice will lead James and I guess Victoria. (laughs) They'll lead him off. And then Jasper and Alice will take Bella south to Arizona. And then once Bella is far enough away, is in the clear, the rest of the group will kind of turn the tables on James and start hunting him in return in order to kill him. Um, Edward then turns to Rosalie and orders her to switch clothes with Bella. And homegirl is absolutely not fucking down. Which, like, Edward knows that Rosalie resents Bella and isn't her biggest fucking fan. So it's, like, it's just, like, strange to me that she would be his first choice for the clothing swap. But the only reason I could think that he would have Rosalie do it is maybe Bella and her are the same size or the same build. So, like, the clothes would fit better. Yeah, I mean... Rosalie is what, like 20? Yeah. And Esme is 26. 26. Oh, Rosalie's 18. Oh. And Esme is 26. Is 26. So uh, I guess Rosalie could potentially be. Yeah. I mean, she, she probably has is the same height and is probably the same yeah. build at, at least, which is why it's my only like thought to or like justification that he would say, like, Rosalie ghost which goes with Bella. But yeah. Like, I just like closer to her age and like you wouldn't like ask your mom for all intents and purposes like to like swap clothes. Yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, Rosalie is like, why the fuck would I do that? And Edward looks at her. And then is, just looks right at Esme as if he never fucking spoke to Rosalie at all. <laughs> and was like, Esme? And she's like, okay, yes, of course. Come on. And she literally... Picks up Bella like a baby. Weird. Bella's getting manhandled in this chapter I and in the last chapter. Literally used the word manhandled. Shut later. up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Picks Bella up and bolts up the stairs to initiate the clothing swap. Mm-hmm. So the plan is to confuse the smell, which is why Esme and Bella are swapping clothes. Bella notes that Esme's pants are a little too long for her, and Esme had to cuff them a few times so that she could stand. So kind of like like really tall. So like kind of what we were just talking about with Rosalie. Mm -hmm. I went back and I looked at Esme's description because from what I remembered, she's like a little rounder and like more filled out. And we said because she's like twenty six and has like more like matured more than a seventeen year old in high school. Yeah. So uh, when I looked at the actual description. It says, quote, small, slender, yet less angular, more rounded than the rest. 
And Bella okay. is small and slender. Yeah. But I just imagine her being like bonier, lankier, more angular. Yeah. Whereas like Esme is just a little softer. Right. So I guess they probably and are taller. the same size and build. Yeah. Aside from like the sharp edges. <laughs> yeah. But she's just taller. Mm, okay. Because I was like, how is Esme going to get Bella's clothes on? Yeah. Like Bella can get Esme's on if they're too big. Yeah. But how is she going to get into Bella's, Bella's if they're too, small? they're too small? But it sounds like they're relatively the same build. Esme is just a taller. little like taller and softer than yeah that makes me think that that bella then is probably like on the shorter side of five like between like five 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 four i think is what her description is oh is she i think so okay well then well then i guess like esme must be like five nine or something yeah i'm I'm picturing esme as like that's a bit like (laughs) Yeah, I, I wouldn't probably not any taller than five nine. I imagine if she's cuffing them three times, she's maybe like five eight. Yeah. So like regardless, just like taller. Yeah. Than Bella, and I think just Bella's bony. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I don't think would make much of a difference in terms of size. Um, so back at the top of the stairs now, Alice meets them with a small leather bag in hand. Esme and Alice each grab Bella by an elbow and half carry her down the stairs. The others downstairs had settled their, nope, just not their things, just things, settled things in their absence. (laughs) Abstract things. (laughs) Edward and Emmett are ready to leave. Emmett with a large, heavy-looking backpack. What do you think is in there? Bear traps. Okay. (laughs) No, I have no idea. Like, what? Um, Oh. Like, I met, like, supplies to... Start the fire? Oh, and like kill him. Yeah. And like ropes. Probably like murder weapons. Yeah, well, they're vampires. They don't need weapons. They just need to rip them apart, which they can do with their bare hands. Yeah, but they have to subdue him. Yeah. I would imagine like like rope and like a can of like fire accelerant. Okay. So now that you said that, (laughs) moving right on to my next point, Carlisle hands a tiny silver cell phone. One each to Esme and Alice. And I said, Carlisle just has burner phones on hand. Just like he's got fire starter. They got a fire pit in the backyard. They live in the woods. I know it. <laughs> I know they have kerosene back there. All right, fine. I will let the like. The burner phones also make sense if they have to have any, if they have to maybe. Any emergency. Yeah. And leave. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like. Edward, I would not, not expect Carlisle, Carlisle to have a burner phone. Carlisle's a man with a plan. And if you think of Jay Jenks that we meet in three books. Jasper also has a plan. Everybody has a backup plan. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Esme and Rosalie, as the distractions, will take Bella's truck. Mm -hmm. Rosalie is clearly thrilled with this plan, and her eyes are full of resentment. This girl is fucking hating every single moment of this night. Every single moment. She's not happy. Why did he even come to the baseball game? Also, um, I just one back to the point of um, Esme being the, like, Fake Bella. Mm-hmm. Rosalie is blonde, so it would make more sense, does make more sense anyway yeah. for Esme to do it. Yeah, it does. I didn't really think about that. Alice and Jasper, the escorts, will take the Mercedes because they will need the darker tint in the South. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're going to take the ostentatious red Mercedes to the fucking... Okay. 
Yeah. That won't draw attention at all. It will. But they'll have the darker tint side behind. Great. I don't know. The guys make up the hunting party and they're taking the Jeep. Naturally. Obviously, a Jeep is rugged and it's for men. Uh-huh. Carlisle asks Alice if the plan is going to work, if the others will take the bait. Alice closes her eyes and becomes very still before answering with certainty that James will track Carlisle, Edward, and Emmett while Victoria follows the truck, so they should be clear to leave after that. Before they leave, Edward pulled Bella into him, lifting her feet off the floor, pulling her face to his, his icy lips hard against hers, and then set her back down, still holding her face, his glorious eyes burning into hers. Okay. And I am confused. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Is he lifting her by her fucking face? I actually (laughs) wish that Ariana was here because we could act this out because I know what's happening. I would be Edward and she would have to be Bella. So Ariana, again, this is not the only reason, but I do wish you were here so we could role play for a second. (laughs) Okay, so imagine... He, like, goes in to hug her, and he's uh-huh. got her, like, by the waist, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. So I'm imagining he's going in with one arm circling around her waist, and the other is, like, cupping her, like, this area on her face, like, her chin, neck area. Uh-huh. So he's grabbed her and, like, picked her up and pulls her face, and they do a kiss, and then he sets her back down, and he still has her face in his hands. And maybe at this point now he pulls his other hand up from yeah. her waist to, like, hold her face. I see it, and mm-hmm. that's the only direction that I also could think of. Yeah. But I guess because it is, like, so not a natural human maneuver, I feel like, to lift someone with one arm. Well, like, I think, I mean, okay, that, I can picture it in, like, movies when they, like, go in, you know, the the leads go in for, like, a kiss, and the guy kind of, like, scoops her and, like, leans back. So he picks her up off the mm-hmm. floor, okay. but only has the one arm around her waist is kind of like the lift, and she's like leaning in. I guess the way it's I'm described just, is poor, and it sounds like he just kind of like. Well, I think I'm also picks her. Yeah, down. well, I think because I am picturing him as like this like rigid vampire that he is like truly just lifting her straight up. Yeah, which feels weird and unnatural yes whereas what you're describing for like any human in a movie there's like a lean to it like i mm-hmm. have to like kind of like pull you backwards off of the floor instead of lifting you straight up into the air to my face like this the the way she describes it just feels like he is lifting her straight up off of the floor to meet his height with yeah. her face yeah it's weird <laughs> just i was like i don't get it yeah <laughs> they always have weird interactions but it's, it's fine so weird so then, uh, quote, his eyes went blank, curiously dead as he turned away. And I said, this seems mildly sociopathic, it's but OK. so sociopathic. <laughs> like you're having a whole moment and now you're just dead it's eye. like an android. It's like not normal. It's, it's like not normal. it's like Westworld. Yeah. And just. I don't know. I like I kind of picture it almost like. The Riley and Victoria in the movie mm-hmm. when Riley is like, like about to die or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I actually don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's like, or he's Victoria. like, "I love you" or something. They're having like a some sort of moment, and she's oh, like, or yeah. she's like hugging him. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes from like putting on like the facial expression for him to like, oh, yeah. you see her Dead. head over his, his shoulder. shoulder. And she's yep. like, 
literally could not give a shit yeah but i'm like you actually care about this girl why are you why are you dead-eyed he's dissociating a lot and then they were gone the others looking away disassociating disassociating yeah isn't that what you said Uh, i sort of felt like i said dissociating oh (laughs) i heard disassociating And then they were gone, the others looking away as silent tears streaked down to Bella's face. So awkward. Yeah. She's always having weird, awkward moments in this living room. It's just also like in front of everyone else. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, like have your moment. I know this is a big thing, but also like fun. (laughs) Yeah. Now she's like crying. Yeah. They're like, okay, sorry. Esme gets the call with a go ahead. Rosalie. Rosalia. Rosalia. Okay, Rosalia, <laughs> Hispanic singer. <laughs> Rosalia stalks out the front door without so much as a glance at Bella. Esme touches Bella's cheek as she passes and whispers back to them to be safe as she slips through the door. The truck starts with its typical thunderous roar and they listen to it fade away. Jasper and Alice wait for their call. Edward lets them know Victoria is on Esme's trail. So Alice disappears into the shadows to get the car, leaving Jasper and Bella alone. Jasper across the length of the entryway being very careful. And I don't think I ever paid attention to the fact that the two of them were left alone together for the first time Time ever. ever. Yeah. And I said this was probably a wildly intense moment for both of them. I mean, obviously, Bella's feeling a lot of emotions right now. A lot of emotions. And Jasper is feeling all of her emotions while also like, probably wants to kill her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Jasper can feel his own emotions while feeling other people's or, okay. Do you think Jasper has to be like to put emotions in other people? Do you have to, do you think he has to be like, okay, I'm calm. Like now the room is calm. Like, do you think he has to feel the emotion to push the emotion out? Do you know um, what I mean? Do you know what I'm like mean? Yeah. I don't think he necessarily has to feel it himself to project it. I think he can just like consciously project that emotion, but I think he feels it from his own projection Push. of it. Got it. Got it. Got and it. And from it so consuming he knows, the others. Yeah, he knows how much to push. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Jasper is kind of like a siren. Yeah. Yeah. Sirens affect people's emotions uh-huh, and like draw them in and, and draw them in. But they can also, you know, they can they can. Base, manipulative. Yeah, they can manipulate people's emotions and yeah. make them feel safe or make them feel whatever. Well, he can also he can take emotion away from someone in some lore. So can sirens. Well, no, I'm not saying like, oh, get, like not in comparison, but I'm just like thinking if he projects and feels everything yeah i just him taking emotion out of something and like absorbing it so maybe he does feel the emotion first and then project it yeah i feel like he has to like feel it and push it out that's exhausting yeah well and i I I I do feel like he can still feel his own emotions separately yeah. From what he's projecting or picking up from other people. Mm. Because, it, like, if you think about when he, like, almost attacks Bella. Yeah. He's feeling his own, like, I'm going to fucking kill this girl like I have to. It's yeah. like a 
natural urge, but he can probably also feel her fear that like this is happening. Yeah. And like her pain from being thrown against a wall or like whatever. Yeah. I feel like he can do both. Yeah. Interesting. Which is, uh, like you said, exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to uh, read this exchange from the book because it's actually really sweet. And I love this little moment for Jasper and Bella, especially knowing, like we just said, how difficult it is for him to even be in the same room with her. And I also just really like that Bella's having all of these moments with everybody because she had them with Emmett, too. I know. It's really <laughs> a connecting, an emotionally uh-huh. connecting chapter. It is. Yeah. Except for Rosalie, but... Maybe with Rosalia, things will be different. Rosalia is emotionally connected to <laughs> Bella, but right now the emotion is hate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're wrong, you know, he said quietly. What? I gasped. I can feel what you're feeling now, and you are worth it. I'm not, I mumbled. If anything happens to them, it will be for nothing. You're wrong, he repeated, smiling kindly at me. And I just think it's like cute that's really He's like, nice you, you do matter like jasper is such a southern man yeah like you matter to edward so you matter to all of us except for rosalia rosalia <laughs> i've got to listen to her song after this now i'm in the mood <laughs> alice returns and asks bella's permission to pick her up and carry her out and bella notes that alice is the first <laughs> to ever ask and I said, good on Alice for being considerate of the fact that Bella is an actual person and still needs to be treated with respect, not just to be, like, manhandled or scooped yeah. up like a small pet. <laughs> like, yeah, like, nobody says, Ed- not even Edward. He uh-uh. just loads Slings her over Slings her the- on the back. <laughs> yeah, like, she... And I imagine, like... She I has imagine- bodily autonomy, okay? That's important. We know this from last week and just the world, like, your body is yours only. Ask for permission. You don't touch a pregnant woman's belly without her permission. You don't manhandle Bella. (laughs) (laughs) One and the same. (laughs) I just, I don't know. Like the way this just made me think of like how I just like run through the room and scoop up my cat. You know, like, like I'm holding you. This is what we're doing. We're going to snuggle. And he's like, the fuck? I was literally just standing here minding my own business. And now I'm in your arms. (laughs) Yes. It's got to be so frustrating being a tiny animal like Bella. Oh my God, swats at me all the time like in a loving way but he's like mom put me down yeah and i bella is my cat (laughs) bella is comet bella is so skylar and kim have a teeny tiny like teacup hypoallergenic poodle situation Mm -hmm. she's like a golden doodle but she's like tiny like maybe she's i'm sorry she's 10 pounds i was gonna say she's maybe seven i know she's 10 pounds oh my god like she was running amok the other day, was trying to, like, run away from – we were trying to put, like, a leash on her or something. And literally, I just bent down. And she was trying to run, and I scooped her. And she was like, wait. <laughs> yep. That's what they do to Bella. They just scoop her up, and she's flailing around. Yeah. So I like that Alice was like, can I um, pick you so, up? Do you mind, Bella? I am going to scoop you up now. <laughs> but even if you say no, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to have to do it anyway. So Alice lifts Bella with the same ease as Emmett had and shields her protectively and runs out the door, leaving the lights bright behind them. And that's that's the chapter. Yeah, there you go. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Let's give it a shot. I'm not going to jinx us, and I'm going to say next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming with all three hosts. Yes. Why do we you have to that? plan accordingly. We do have to plan accordingly because we have to like record in a few days. <laughs> 
Yes, because I won't be here this weekend. Oh my God, where are you going? <laughs> I'm going to see Melanie and Paul in Maryland. Great. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to just the two of us and the other two last week. Yeah. Are you guys sick of just me yet? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you guys later. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bella, where the hell have you been, Lofka? Because I'm like sitting and they kind of like rode up. Why? <laughs> the amount of overalls I own, really, I really should be a farmer. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what is happening? What? I think there's like a live chat happening. No, no. where? No. Okay, they're they're doing a they're doing role play. Where? aminoapps.com I'll be Rosalie okay I'll be Alice dot 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 please question mark what should I should I jump in here no I don't like it it's a real thing wait people are live chatting role-playing Twilight right now I'll be your brother Jasper if you still need one I don't like this are you joining fuck I have to sign up for an amino account to type anything no I was just gonna tell them to listen to our podcast Stop it. No, they seem like real fans. They would leave us one-star reviews and nasty ratings. Oh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's not live because it's repeating the, the conversation now. Mm. I would like to. <laughs> mm, <but>. Go ahead. <laughs>